Alrighty, welcome into the Inter Allen Show, episode three. We've got a great show ahead. Um, first guest on the podcast, huge. It's my boss, Loon Megs. We uh, talked about some reactions to the to the Open Championship. I keep saying British Open. I'm going to get sued for that. But um, talk about some reactions to the Open Championship. He got a fun little post game for us as well. Um, he was mad I didn't have him on for picks, and my picks didn't do it well. So I had to make sure I didn't get fired and have him on this week. So uh, we got that to look forward to. We'll run through a couple quick topics here before then. But, um, yeah, good show for us. And I have you know, another post game. Hopefully this one is as good as last week. I've gotten some uh, great feedback on that one. So um, lots to look forward to. Uh, I guess I'll start by saying uh, it is Tuesday night. 10:41 local time. I'm in uh I'm in a practice room, a music practice room at William Patterson University in Wayne, New Jersey. Um I'm not supposed to be here. I didn't uh ask anybody that this was allowed. Um the building is just kind of open and I've just kind of been walking in and sitting down at the piano and uh that's how I've been getting my practice again. Um the program I'm at here in uh, New York, New Jersey is like an hour away from where I'm staying. So I had been driving an hour up there just to practice, which like made me want to drive off the road and into oncoming traffic. Cause that was just a crazy commute just to sit there. All I really need is a room and a piano and I was driving an hour to get that. So I decided, uh, might as well trespass and, um, just do it in this university. That is perfectly good practice room, seven minutes away from my place. Um, so if you are listening to this and you are from William Patterson university, um, thank you. And also don't tell on me. Thanks. Um, but yeah, let's get, uh, let's get right into it. Um, first thing I think we should mention the twins are, the twins are good. Question mark. Um, I believe two of the last three series have been sweeps. Um, and they were against um, horrible teams. The Athletics are one of the worst teams in baseball history thus far. And uh, the White Sox are significantly better than that, but they're still not what you would call good. Um, and they split series with the Mariners in there. Um, and I think, I mean, they beat the Mariners last night. They're, like, about to lose to the Mariners as I speak now, which is really frustrating because they were up by, like, four runs or five runs at some point. But... Um, a lot of extra inning games, a lot of one-run wins. Um, kind of take it how you take it. It's the type of stretch that probably doesn't mean a lot in terms of like whether this team is good or not, but it'll be nice that we had this stretch when it comes time to late September. It's time to win a division. Um, it'll be nice that we went a little 8-2 and two there for a second or whatever it is. Um, and built just a little bit of a cushion on the Guardians and it you know, leaves a little bit of uh, space for injury. Injury security or whatever um since i said that alex kirloff was a little bit cooked i believe i said that like uh the first podcast two weeks ago um he's been really good since i said that so um i guess shout out to me for that i'll like i'll take credit um i'll take credit for a little bit of positive jinx there um, I also mentioned, or I, I alluded to Emilio Pagan in that podcast as well, and he had been really good the past couple of weeks. I think he gave up a homer in this game, um, and they're now going to lose because of that. So that's not, like, perfect. So, yeah, I guess 
Emilio Pagan might be back, but thought thought that I positive jinxed him too. But you know, um, yeah, like I say, I don't know. Um, it's fun to see the team get a little bit hot, have a little bit of fun with some walk offs um, and some extra inning wins and stuff like that. But we'll see. I'm not. I'm not going to get too ahead of my skis here um, on the Twins. Um, be interesting to see what they do at the uh, at the trade deadline. That's obviously coming up. It's a you know, are they going to be buyers? I guess you know they're in the lead for the division. So why why wouldn't they be buyers? Do I think they can re- realistically buy anything at the trade deadline that's going to get them anywhere close to over the top? Probably not. If it means moving uh, Max Kepler, well, he actually that's another guy I trashed, and then he's been hitting really well and playing good defense. So. Um, I'm <clears throat> just showing how much I'm uh, wrong, but I don't think anything I said was wrong at the time. It's just kind of how the cookie crumbles, I guess. But I guess it, I agree that it's, um, or I agree with myself that it's a good time to move Max Kepler because he's been going off for a couple weeks and it's like, oh, maybe he's back and okay, let's move him and then he can go not hit somewhere. Um, maybe like in Pittsburgh or something, he can go not hit there. Um, but yeah, Cleveland might also not even be um, going for it, which means we might kind of cruise. I've seen rumors that Cleveland is selling. Um, we may have even moved somebody already. I'm not sure, but um, <clears throat> excuse me. That was good podcasting. Um, but yeah, I think, I mean, Twins are, it, the winning the division probability is looking up for sure. Um, as I've said, that probably doesn't mean a lot. That being said, even one playoff win will be like more than a successful season. So if they win one playoff game, I think we can almost call that a W with how this season's gone. But anyway, um, Vikings have started training camp. Um, seems like everybody reported that's supposed to. Um, what's his name? Why can't I think of his name now? Our new receiver got there very quickly. Um, Addison, right? That's his name. Well, let me look this up. This is great podcasting again. I'm very plugged in. Yeah, yeah, Jordan Addison. I was right. I was right. Just couldn't remember the first name. There's a lot of Addisons in the in the um, NFL, maybe. Um, yeah, it was going like 144 in a 50 or something like that um, because of a dog emergency, allegedly. Um that's fine. He had to lie about, he had to make up a lie about something like might as well be a dog emergency. Nobody's going to, I mean, they're all, everybody knows you're lying. They are going to call you on it, but it's a lot better than saying, Oh, there's a human emergency. And then be be like, what happened? And then you'd have to like show them a hospital bill or something. But, um, yeah, dog emergency is pooping all over the floor. Um, got to take care of it. Got to go 144 in my Lambo all the way home. Um, yeah, that's the type of thing where, I wouldn't say it's a concern long-term. It's talking specifically about the Vikings here, but um, it's just not the first The first headline your new first-round wide receiver makes is not – you don't want it to be um, – he got a really, really bad like criminal-level speeding ticket. Like you'd rather 
first headline be like, oh, he's making sick catches in training camp, or oh, he's really connecting in OTAs or whatever. But he's driving way too fast around the cities, and um, he's a danger to our community. So um, that's not ideal. Uh, Long term, I don't think he'll get suspended for it. I think um, as long as he wasn't drunk, I suppose, but I don't think there's any indication that he was. Um, And obviously he's helping his dog, because we totally believe that. But um, yeah, like I said, it's not a it's not a big deal, but like, what are you doing? Like, I, I've never, I've never, I have two speeding tickets myself. I've never been exactly the slowest driver. I like to get places quickly. I also get really bored driving slowly. Um, any of the loons that have ridden in the car with me can attest that I am a little bit of a, a little bit of a speed demon on the, on the, um, behind the wheel. But I think you, you got to draw the line at like 15 over, you know? Going 140 and a 50, like, what are we doing? Like, seriously, what are we doing? It's nearly 100 over. He's nearly twice as much over the speed limit as the speed limit is. Like, what are we, like, you can't, we just, you just can't win, can't win with that. You just can't be doing that. Um, though I did get, like, pulled over two days ago. Because um, apparently you're not allowed to turn left over a, a double yellow. I was going to Starbucks, get some work done. Um, I just like wanted to turn in, and the, the, tur- the turn was there. So I turned left where the turn was, but there wasn't a turn lane for me. And apparently, and like there was a cop right behind me, he pulled me over. I, I legitimately, every time I've been pulled over in my life, and it's been five times now, I like kind of know what I'm doing. And I've only got two tickets out of that five, so that's pretty good it's kind of like lebron's championship um conversion rate but anyway um this is one of the first times where i was just like i have honestly no clue what he pulled me over for um and i asked him i was like why'd you pull me over and then he was like act like i'm an idiot being like you turned left over two solid yellows over two lanes of traffic i was like Okay. Uh, okay. That's where the uh that's where the driveway was. But um I set a blinker out or something like that. But then he uh he asked me what I was doing in New York and I was like I'm singing. Um and he asked me to show I don't know whether he didn't believe me or if he just wanted to like see I don't know. But he asked me to show me a video of me singing. And he's like, This is your get out of jail free card and I was like, Okay, well I have those, so then I showed him. Um, and yeah, I, I showed him a video of me singing from when I was in Italy. People forget that I was in Italy. Um, and then he was like, all right, yeah, this is awesome. Just get your light fixed and don't do that again. I was like, all right, bet. So that's a fun little, basically me and Jordan Addison are the same. We're both going to drive illegally and basically get away with it because that speeding ticket doesn't mean a lot to him. Um, <clears throat> let's see what else. I was on was on my mind sports wise this weekend or this week. Um, oh yeah, we should talk about the. Um, I got a request from one of the higher ups at the at the Loon State Sports to talk about the Mbappe um, contract situation. Um, so if you don't know, he uh, Saudi Arabian club Al Halil, I believe, is Al Hilal. I think Al Hilal. Um, 
not to be confused with halal, which is how they eat their beef, but um, Al-Hilal offered him, they offered PSG $250 million as a transfer fee, which is way more than he's worth, but it's not a crazy obscene amount. Um, and then they offered Mbappe $775 million or something like that to play for a year in Saudi Arabia. Now, is the sky falling in terms of sports? I don't think so. But it would be pretty tough if a guy, I don't know, actually maybe the sky is falling. Realistically, if he goes there for one year and comes back and plays for Real Madrid, like European soccer, as we know, it's not like doomed or anything. But it just kind of shows that if the Saudis come with a certain amount of money, they can basically do whatever they want to, which is fine for most of us Americans when it's European soccer players. They already have Benzema. They already have um, a bunch of other guys. They already have Ronaldo, um, a bunch of other guys that I can't think of at the moment right now. And Golo Conte's over there. A bunch of really, really high-level players, and some of those guys are older now, but a bunch of really, really high-level players that would be playing in the top leagues in Europe right now if they weren't, you know, cashing Saudi checks. Um, Tammy Abraham's over there too, I believe. Um, But if they get Mbappe, who's probably the best soccer player in the world right now, um, even if it's just for one year, even if he goes and has the rest of his career right after that, it just shows that anybody, like nobody's untouchable. And like I said, it's fine when they're coming for European soccer players. Most of us in Loon country don't pay a ton of attention to that. Um, although Loon, Loon Swain might um, shout out, I guess. Um, but I think the only thing stopping them from like building a basketball league and having a bunch of idiots play there and then being like DeJounte Murray, let's go pay you $50 million a week. Like the only thing stopping them from doing that is maybe they don't want to at the moment or they haven't gotten there yet. I'm not sure. Like big money stuff is confusing for people who don't have big money. Um, But I don't really think there's a lot of mechanisms in place to stop guys in the NBA or in the NFL or in the MLB if they wanted to make a baseball league, I don't know, um, from stopping guys from going over there if the paychecks are ridiculous. Now, the paychecks in Major League Baseball are already ridiculous. They're kind of getting there in the NBA. Um, and I don't think that football is realistic to because you'd have to, even if you had eight teams, you'd have to have 400 players. Um I don't know if I did that math right. Yeah, I did that math right. Um, in terms of like teams are 52 players, you need eight of them. If you have an eight-team league, it's kind of stupid in the first place, and you'd have to have 400 players. It's easy to make a golf league where you have 40 players and 20 of them stink, but it's a lot harder to get 400 players to make that move, and some of them would suck. So I don't think NFL is in super a lot of danger, even though their contracts are – leave players the most vulnerable to like uh, being swayed by big money. I think the NBA definitely could, if you have a 10 team league, something like that, 15 players, that's 150 guys. Not all of them have to be good. Um, And I think like mid-level superstars that don't necessarily mean a lot to the NBA, but you'll definitely like miss their 
presence if they were to go. Like the way we feel about live golf, I just worry that that's how we're going to feel about every single sport we care about in in like 10 years. Um, and the only thing really stopping it from happening is if they don't really want to that much, um, which would be a shame. And maybe like 30 years from now, we just get used to a world where every sports league is involved with Saudi Arabia in some way or oil money from the Middle East in some way. Um, and maybe that is something that we eventually don't care about anymore and we kind of get used to. That's how European soccer has been for a long time. I mean, the owners of the clubs are all from Qatar and from Syria and from, maybe not from Syria, but from uh, the UAE, Saudi Arabia, stuff like that. All the owners of the clubs are from there and really use their oil money to build up the club. But it's very different than players going over there to play in different leagues. But anyway, um, it would suck to miss Mbappe for a year. But I'm more worried about what else is going to happen. Um, and speaking of somebody who didn't take Saudi money, our king, the boy from Rosario, Argentina, Lionel Messi, scores a free kick winner in his first uh, first game for the hometown club. Well, for my hometown club, now that I live in Miami. But um, I think they played tonight too. Let me see how they did but, yeah, just a, a beauty of a goal in, like, the 97th minute or something like that to win the game um, against Cruz Azul, who I believe is a uh, – who I know, actually, is a Mexican club. Um, let's see. They beat Atlanta 4-0 tonight. Didn't Messi had two goals. So he's, he's all over the place. I mean, he's just a star in Miami. Um, feel a little bit of FOMO not being there right now, though I'm sure tickets are a million dollars to even get in. But, yeah. If there's any debate on who to go to soccer is, which I know this is just super popular Loon State sports content, but um, if there's any debate on who to go to soccer is, one is over there doing meaningless things in Saudi Arabia. Nobody watches his games. Nobody cares. Um, he's making a bunch of money, but um, really... His career is basically over um, for all intents and purposes. Um, and that's Ronaldo I'm referring to. And then one is just continuing to be the GOAT in the greatest city on earth. Just kidding, not the greatest city on earth. Um, but the MLS at least feels like it means more to Saudi Arabia. And it maybe it certainly means more to, um, to American fans. Um, and like I said, it's it's definitely... From what I've seen from people in Miami um, and from how it felt even just around the city when he signed, um, it's a thing in Miami. And it's very, very hard to make a sports a thing in Miami. Um, even when the Heat were in the finals, like you would walk the streets and you'd, nobody would really seem to care. Um, and I don't think that's something you can say for um, many of the big sports towns in the country, I think. I've never lived in New York, never lived in places like Chicago, Cleveland, some of those places, but um, I've heard that when the teams are good, it really matters um, to live in those places with those teams, and you kind of feel it on a day-to-day basis. Um, but yeah, Messi being in Miami feels like it really matters, and that's not something that Miami can say often, um, even when their teams are really good. 
then realistically, I mean, the Miami football team wasn't good this year. I'm talking the Canes in this situation, but um, Canes basketball was good for men and women. It was cool around campus, but it wasn't um, a big thing for the city. FAU is good there in Boca Raton. That's pretty close. Um, obviously, the Panthers were in the finals. The Heat were in the finals, and none of this really moved the needle in terms of like public interest, um, at least from where I could see and tell. Um, and I was went downtown or went out some of those nights where there was games, and it just didn't seem to be anybody caring that much. Um, but that is Miami for you. Uh, the Marlins are also good right now with Luis Arias, which we've talked about. But, um, yeah, Messi the Goat, Ronaldo Poopy. Um, Mbappe, hopefully he says no. Because he still can say no, and then he'll just go to Real Madrid and everybody will be happy. But, um, yeah, we'll see. Um, <laughs> last thing real quick before we get to our interview with Loon Meggs. Um, I watched Slam Ball. I don't know if you you guys have seen uh, the social clips of, uh, or like advertising for Slam Ball. Um, It's the league where they play basketball, but there's trampolines and you can like hit people. Um, I watched the first night that it came back. It was, it was a thing like 15 years ago. Um, on like Spike TV or something like that, and now it's back. Um, I watched an ESPN last Thursday night or something like that, um, and it was really stupid, but it was actually kind of electric. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Um, they were wearing like protective hats that made them look like Toad from Mario, but which is a little bit ridiculous because they're all like trying to like be cool and in and jump really high and, and, um, like run into each other and be tough. They like kind of fight a lot in this league, it seems. Um, but yeah, it was a little bit goofy when they're like wearing toad hats, um, to then like trying to be tough and fight each other. But also like the coach was wearing like a really fancy looking, both coaches were wearing a really fancy looking suits. That was just like so out of place. Cause like, it's really stupid what they're coaching. Um, but it was kind of electric when it was a close game and they like had to like do face-offs to like dunk and block people. Um, where there's like one dunker and one guy that's trying to block and they both bounce on the trampoline and try to block or try to dunk or try to block. And that was like happening at the end of the game to like decide the game. It was kind of, it was kind of low key electric. I probably won't watch again, but I maybe would watch the championship game if it happened to be on in a room I was in or like maybe I'll turn like flip it on. If I like saw it was close at halftime, plus the games are like 30 minutes long, maybe. So I probably wouldn't see that and be like, Oh yeah, I'm going to watch for 15 minutes and then just tune out or whatever. Um, but yeah, also one team, they're like, there were like four games or four teams that I watched and the first, the winners of the first two play the play each other for the winner of that night, which I don't know how that works. Don't ask me. I'm not really plugged in. I'm not an X's and O's guy for slam ball, but I'm not. But there's one team that was way better. Like one team like won the first game like sixty to twenty, and then won like the second game like 
70 to 40. So like that team is just like way better. It's kind of like is the mob and that was the team name. The team was named the mob. Kind of sick. Um, is the mob bad for slam ball because they're making every game like a blowout? People are asking. Um, I know slam ball's hot in the streets. I'm just really hitting it out of the park with really um, interesting topics that the Loon State sports community cares a lot about in soccer and slam ball. But anyway, it's where I care about. This is the Outport, the internal show. So um, I think that'll be all for now. Um, let's get to the interview. Um, this water break is sponsored by um, by Game Time. All right. We welcome uh, Loon Megs to the internal show. Loon Megs is a founder and co-owner of Loon State Sports. He's also a golf expert. So we're going to talk a little bit of the Open Championship, not the British Open, but the Open Championship. Uh, Loon Megs is also my boss. Um, so I have to make sure this goes well. I might get fired. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Loon Megs, what were your initial thoughts on the, the Open Championship today uh- in the past few days? I listened to your preview. wasn't wasn't exactly the greatest one that I've heard. You had some some decent takes, but your right. your picks, as you said yourself, you're not a golf gambling guy. I am, and exactly. your picks were subpar, to say it the least. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can start with my picks then. Um. I would say I had the right idea. So. I said on there, somebody is going to shoot a really, a really good number and potentially win by a lot. I said that actually, I literally said that, um, that somebody's going to go out and shoot a number that nobody else can shoot because they miss all the bunkers and they hit it straight and all this other stuff. I just didn't expect that to be Brian Harmon, but so that's, that's my defense. Um, the guys I picked to do that almost all sucked. So it is what Let's, it is, but yeah. just quick game, couple players you picked, you tell me they did good, bad. Okay. Justin Thomas. Um, Justin Thomas did hey, here's the thing. Really bad on Thursday. I think he made like question. A nine. I, he did bad. I think he did a nine on like a nine on a hole. But then on Friday he played well. So you know, it was the right process. Wrong result. Yeah, he got plenty of time to get to the three M open. So I guess he'll just be dialed in for that. Yeah, that would be electric. Wait, we could preview that if you have any thoughts we, after I, this. We, I got a lot to get through here before we get into the three M Open. Okay, all right. Do we have any more? Just of this one game? other. Do you have any thoughts on Scotty Scheffler? Um, so I never saw him, so I don't know if he played bad. Obviously, <laughs> um, I'll tell you, <laughs> I wasn't able to watch Thursday, Friday, or Saturday because I had things to do in the morning, and it's obviously in the morning here. Um, I got a little ESPN alert. And they're a competitor of ours, so sorry to name drop them. But um, mm-hmm. no free ads. I I, <laughs> I got an ESPN alert that said the tee times, and it was like nine fifteen. Harmon and Cam Young and whoever was behind them, and it said three forty five, Scheffler and three forty five a.m. Scheffler and Kepka, both of whom I picked. Um, and I thought it was a typo that they were playing at three forty five. I thought that was supposed to be like eight forty five or something, and they were, um. Or like anything other than three forty-five, not like six hours before the leaders went out. But whatever, it is what it is. You know, I didn't pick winners. Um, not a gambling guy. I said that ahead of time, so you know, it's what it is. Who did you even pick? Well, um, let's let's save my 
we'll, we'll run through my picks later. I okay, we will. Whose well, podcast yeah. is this? There were some wins, some losses. Got it, got it. All right, whatever. You seem to have like a whole schedule of things going on. So let's uh, whatever, whatever your next topic is. I'm just, I've got a long list here. Let's hit them with it. First of all, I would say that, well, for Loon State Sports followers, you know that Brian Harmon is a villain. He's on the villain list. It's in a previous blog. Yep. Oh, yeah, he is. I remember. One clear reason. You're just too small. He can't make it happen. That's well about Brian Harmon. I, how much would you say you knew about Brian Harmon before this week? You probably know more than most people in the world, but how much I knew he went to Georgia, that he's five six on a good day, and that he plays pretty much always draw, doesn't hit fade a lot. So, you know, that's probably more than anybody else in the world knows about Brian Harmon. I'm not gonna lie. No, I saw some fun facts from the PGA Tour, and it was it was enlightening because I had no knowledge on Brian. You knew he played a draw before this week. You knew that about Brian Harmon. I can I can picture his little draw that they show <laughs> his little, once little in a while when they show his shots. Five, yes, six, thirty inch driver yeah. draw. Okay, um, kind of like Cole yeah. Crack. Always I hits knew, draw. I knew he was lefty, and that is, I think it. I think that's probably all I knew. I didn't even know he was a, a short king like that. I honestly really? probably thought he was Canadian, if you had to ask me. Um, hmm. Before this week. Now I know everything about Brian Harmon, obviously. He went to Georgia. He plays a draw. Um, short mm-hmm. king. Um, did you watch the trophy ceremony at all? I actually didn't. I was, I was grilling during that time. Respect. I watched all of, all of his rounds. This morning, though, before he got to 18, and that was when that was when the brats had to go on the grill. Yeah. I had to go get it going. I mean, so I didn't see what he said. The only thing it. you missed is that the low amateur is that South African dude that looks like me, kind of, um, except taller. He's 6'6 and like skinny. Um, I was just begging for them to have a picture next to each other so I could make fun of Lynn Schmidt about it somehow. But that would have as, been far as, as far as I could tell, they did not. So, um, were you cheering for Brian Harmon, or were you cheering? No, against cheering him? against him. Pretty, or, I imagine. Yeah. I was a lot of sucks because I don't care about him really. I don't have any reason to cheer against him, but um, the tournament was kind of poopy because he just wouldn't stop playing really good. It really was. It was slowly demoralizing for anyone else that was rooting against him. That just kept rooting for putts not to go. He kept making them. I also got, as talking along the lines of putts, it seems that from the coverage today, Brian's the only one that can make any. Right. Because I watched Sepp Straka, Tommy Fleetwood, Rory, all miss the cup all day long. Yep. I remember um, there was a moment where it was like a three-stroke lead. That, like early in the round because he mm-hmm. bogeyed too too early um holes and john rom uh lynn mopine was coming up and the same way he sort of ran down brooks at the masters he was doing that to brian Harmon. and and the entire beginning of the broadcast like the the announcers were talking about how big of a like a wuss brian Harmon is they're like he hears the noise and he folds all the time he can't hold the lead they were like saying that on the broadcast 
And then I was like, all right, it's happening. Like, we're going to have an exciting tournament. It's going to be like Rom and Cam Young, and maybe Brian holds on. And then Brian made two birdies in a row, both on like pretty big putts. And I was like, all right, well, this is over. On hole like five, I, it was over. Brian Harmon was a dog today. Yeah. He, whoever, who's ever said that in their entire life? That Brian Harmon he got was a the dog. job done. But he's going to play in the Ryder Cup off this win and then just like crumble because he's going to. You know, Cinderella is going to hit midnight and he's going to turn into a pumpkin and all that. Um, and he's just not going to be on Ryder Cup. Might be. Well, I, saw something. I mean, they, they were talking about it on the thing. I'm yeah. not the golf expert like you that they, it's like they can't not have him on the Ryder Cup because he just won a major. But I mean, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, one more uh, Brian Harmon note for you. I saw a tweet that he's the, uh, the, what people think Kevin Kisner is. Is what Brian Harmon is. You have any thoughts on that? Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess it makes sense. I saw something about Brian Harmon's made like thirty million bucks before this year. Wow! Like nobody cares about him. Even before, like obviously he's got a big paycheck from this, mm-hmm. but he's made like thirty million bucks, and nobody knows who he is. Which is that what you mean by like Kevin Kisner? I more so mean I. I feel like people think. I mean, Kisner is he's a dog in match play. But right. kind of a smaller guy slaps it around, but I think I think I'm taking Brian Harmon if they're battling each other. Yeah, I mean I don't know if I've ever seen Kisner. I mean I'm definitely I'm sure I've definitely seen him play well, but I don't can't remember a big Kevin Kisner win to save my life. I just feel like he's way more, more popular. That's why I was yeah. I was intrigued by it. Well, he is popular because he's like shows up on podcasts and all our competitors and stuff like that. Um, you gotta get Brian on some pods. We gotta hear what he has to say. I don't uh, know. Yeah. Brian, come on the the Internal show. This is your first invite. Official I'll, invite. I'll probably get plenty now. Also, uh, Crystal Lamprecht, come on the come on the pod. Imagine if you did. I was thinking about having on the <laughs> on my last my my post game from last week when I when I had that NFL player on the pod. I thought or we talked about. Um, Instacarting for that NFL player, I thought about pulling up and recording the whole thing in case he said anything, and then just saying, "Azizo Jalari is on the pod today." <laughs> he says like one thing, "Have a nice day" or whatever. Like that's all he would have said. But um, yeah, we have to work harder. This is our first big guest for the podcast. One of the founders of the company, so we're we're doing well. But um, yeah, you have any other Brian Brian yeah. Harmon thoughts? I uh, know, kind of just. A lot of respect. I was really mad at him for about the first 16 holes because I wanted some of my guys to win. But then, I mean, when someone sticks it out for that long, just just had to respect him in the end. Yeah, I definitely got that. I mean, my picks were out of the running by um, Friday, maybe. Um, but because they were not good picks. Again, not a picks guy. Um, but I think I think I mentioned Rom's name at one point. So you mentioned a lot of names. So you, you can toss that okay. out there. What I did was I mentioned about 10 of the best golfers in the world. And then if any of them played well, I would have claimed that as a W. And then none of them played well. So I'm, you know, it's a big L. Anyway, um, I wasn't cheering for anybody in particular because I didn't really have a dog in the fight. But by the time <laughs> I knew it wasn't really going to be interesting after like hole seven or whatever when he made his second birdie on the front nine. I was like, it was pretty early. 
first of all, I just like zoned out for a long time. I was just, like on my phone, laying in bed, doing nothing um, with it on in the background because like nothing was happening because it was kind of took the air out of the tournament. But eventually I was like, all right, when he starts making these like 40 foot birdie putts, I'm like, well, this is, you know, it's pretty sick. Like nobody's really dominated a major like this in recent memory. So him uh, pulling we, in the birdie putts is really some salt in the wound. It was electric. Not not just making pars, just dialing it in. Yeah, for real. What you uh, uh, would you think of the course in general? I actually All I weekend. thought it was a great great course. I know there's a lot of debates on open like venues, and that right. they're supposed to be the best. And I thought this one. It's maybe not the best one that they have. Obviously, St. Andrews, 150th or whatever it was last year was really cool as well. But this one, the course looked cool. The pop bunkers were awesome. I want to see – I love Carnage. So those guys struggling in there was a lot of fun. And then the Sunday rain that it poured the entire round was very nice, very on brand for across the pond. The rain was nice. I feel like – I agree that the course was sick. Like it's, it didn't get a lot of hype going in, I guess. I don't know. But um, from everything I, I mean, it seemed like the scores weren't incredibly low, but they weren't like. No, well, higher than I thought they were going to be. It didn't seem unfair in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I thought that somebody would shoot 15 under. Uh, and that didn't happen, but. Um, I saw early on Tony Finau had to putt. In a bunker, just in order to give himself a shot. Yeah, I seeing that. see that. And people hitting out sideways and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Just, like, you like hit a drive and you could hit it completely butter. And then it rolls for 100 feet and goes into a bunker. And it's just like. But Brian Harmon only, like like, only, only hit like two bunkers all day or all week or something like that. I don't I know. Might have, I might have super made that up. But it might be all day. But either way, like. All week. All week that feels aggressive. I'm not yeah, sure. I'm right, not sure what side with you on that. They mentioned step. it on the broadcast, but I don't know if it's true. And I could have not been paying attention. All right. Uh, do you want to get to your picks? I got one, what, one more for we you. One more. We have one more note. You got to hold. When? Oh, more prepared than any podcast I've ever done. I mean, we've got at least five bullet points here. This right, is well, more run, run me through the anything I've done in the last keep, few months. Just keep running through the bullet points. I've got so we there's a guy that they showed all day. Certain Nike player. And guy that Roy McElroy. No. Do you have any I've got well Well, I mean I said I didn't like him at seven fifty to win, and if you bet him seven fifty to win, you would have lost. So I I mean I'm gonna claim that no, I'm not, also didn't win. I'm not in his corner. You're acting like I'm in his corner. Get out of here. Oh, I feel like I'm getting I felt like I was getting accused for saying he'd play that, but you know. No, more so uh Rory is just so good at golf and people love him so much. But I want just I want an answer out of you on when will he actually break through and win a major again? Or will he? Yeah, what if he just doesn't ever again? I mean I think it's um we obviously watched Tiger Woods growing up. And so we, I think you can kind of forget how hard it is to, to do what Tiger yep. did. Um, Rory gives and, me Phil vibes where Phil used to always take second. 
Yeah, I think you I get those like, vibes from Rory. Any one tournament, the odds of you winning are so slim, even if you're the best player in the world, that like it kind of just keeps not happening. And um it could just keep not happening forever. Like it definitely seems like he deserves like two from the last ten years at least, something like that. Yeah. I mean the one he when he lost to Cam Smith last year, like that was crazy. And he's been obviously in the mix ever since. Um, or in the like the past three years he's been in the mix in like every major. Um I don't know. I don't, auto has, that. I don't think it has anything to do with his game not being good enough or him like not having any sort of clutch gene or whatever. You can sort of spew a lot of dumb dumb stuff about oh, that. Yeah, but I'm I'm not attacking him. I'm just keeps, I'm like, worried for it. Yeah. I I mean, if he keeps playing like this, he should get one. I think it feels but that's what, like we've been saying feels, that for three years now. Right. It feels a little bit like um obviously Tiger's a unique circumstance because you know you can't drive a car without um cheating you don't slander that you don't slander uh, him he can't drive a car without cheating on his wife and getting in trouble um but the the masters that tiger won after not really being there for many years and he had that one good year where he won like four but one to four regular tournaments but it feels like that also phil had a, a uh pga right that he just won after yeah which were i mean major not major we don't need to get into it on that on that one um it just feels like that where uh, rory's gonna be like not that good and then he'll like turn black clock in like seven years and we'll be like oh he's too old but then he like wins one and then it's gonna be like oh it's been 17 years since he won his last one it's gonna be some kind of crazy thing if i had to for him to win I just I mean, do you know how many majors he has right now? Is it like five? I think it's four. Four. It was like yeah, it's Brooks, four because Brooks, Brooks has five. Brooks has five. Yeah. Brooks is a bad guy. He, he is with five with the PGA this year, and I remember like being a thing for him. I had him top ten because he's usually a guy, and he he didn't play well this week, which was a bummer. I feel but. like the way he's he's celebrated, he like raised a banner for his PGA win this year, which like deservingly so. Like it's sick. Who like, bet on him well, to win in that? Uh you did. Yep. Who bet him to win? Who bet him to win today? Me. And he didn't win. I didn't actually bet him, so yes. But um I feel like the way he he like did a whole victory circus lap doing cocaine at the Panthers game and like just Unconfirmed. Not, not showing up to live events and just like for the PGA, which it's a major, but it's the fourth major. Um and then he I don't think he's played well since. To be honest, and he's got Matthew Wolf beef going on in right, the background. Yeah. I don't know. What exactly. you're beefing with Matthew Wolf, like, what do you like? You go from highest moment, moment of your career to like beefing with Matthew Wolf, like, just I don't who cares? It's Matthew Wolf, yeah. Keep, yeah, we don't. Matthew Wolf shouldn't be mentioned on this podcast, so yeah, that's the, probably the last, um, probably the last Matthew Wolf mention of all time. Um, how did Bo Hostler play today? I'm not sure. Was he in this tournament? I don't think he was, which is why that's why I bring it up because he stinks. I would assume he wasn't. We're a very anti Bo Hostler podcast. That's um, deep in the loon lore. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I'm ner- I'm I'm seeing ghosts when we go to the 3M next week. Oh, so you suck. If is that guy shows up, is he playing again? Oh, you he's know. playing. Yeah. And I'm I feel I'm gonna see him seven times, even though I try to avoid him. <laughs> Let me just check. He you just can't get away from that. He probably played the Barracuda this week like an idiot. 
<laughs> from the dead, the Joel Damon. Joel Damon, that's that's tough for the guy. Um, what's next on your list of things? We can we can go through my picks. All right, let's wait. Hold on, I'm looking up Colossal. There's not a chance he played this week, or else it was very under the radar. I don't think he would have qualified. He's not like good at, at the sport. Um, he last played the John Deere Classic. Good tournament, though. Three weeks ago, two weeks ago. He finished tied for twenty two. Really? Oh, no, no, he played. You know, he played the Barracuda. It just didn't show up on his thing right away. He played a T sixteen at the Barracuda. Good job, Bo. You're really good at this sport. You shouldn't. I mean, he's the definition play of a player that should play at the Barracuda. Oh yeah, I mean he's. They should. Name Whoever's going like, there, the Barracuda should be Bo Hostler, the Open. Um, I mean, he's, right. he's almost a poster boy for the three F because it's just very on brand for him. It's a bad tournament. The the not what are they called the PGA events that like you have to show up to if you're good. Elevated oh. tournaments or whatever. Is it, is it elevated events? I don't know. If I'm yeah. just thinking that's what you elevated said. Elevated events. Yeah, yeah. It's. He shows up to all the non-elevated events. He's yeah. He goes to. He's required to not show up to the elevated events. That's how Bo Hostler lives his career. Uh, all right, that's enough Bo Hostler slander. What's your? What were your picks? I so I literally top twenty looked great, and then he played bad today. Kind of a heartbreaker. I love Minouli, by the way. He so, yeah. The him and Ricky pairing that. today. I love that dude. I only saw one shot of that pairing, and that pairing was awesome. Both greasy mustaches just would have been awesome, and neither of them played well, which I also had Ricky Fowler, top 20. Also looked good. He shot a 75 today. Sheesh. Maybe yep. that is. Ricky shot. Ricky was T23, so we lost on that one. I'm, I'm going to claim a W on um, saying that Ricky wasn't going to play well. I'm going to claim a W. Hmm. I'm not he sure didn't play bad. He was, he was even for the tournament. But all right. So Minwoo we at where those now. Minwoo Lee, L, tough, looked good. Victor Hovland, W. What did you have him top ten or what? Top twenty and top ten. So one of those won. The other one lost. He played like crap. The first nine holes. One the first nine holes of today or of the tournament. He was just slapping it around. For today or the tournament. Today, first nine. I think it was like five over. Yeah. He came in today at five over. He was looking good yesterday. Yeah. Really like a 67 or 66 or something yesterday? 66, yeah. He went low. I remember looking. All right. So that was a W on one of those two. Tommy Fleetwood, easy W, top 20. He didn't make any putts, and I think he had a triple, but. He I easy top twenty. The crowd loves him. Pretty I think Tommy him. might have to have a sit down with his caddy. About because well, I, I don't know if he's getting bad getting bad reads or if he just has the yips because he, he couldn't make a single pot. Yeah, there's a couple of uh of internality misses on on the that I saw on the broadcast where it's like we shouldn't really be missing these. I shouldn't really be missing that. And here's Tommy Fleetwood missing that. But, but yeah. Yeah. Did you ever admit what you shot when we played together? 
before the bachelor party in your post game? Oh, I said it was horrible. I mean, we have a final card. Do I don't even know if we counted the final number. I put it at a safe, safe one ten. I would put it at a safe one hundred six. But hey, listen, I completely, I completely forgot how to play the game of golf. You were there. You saw it. Whatever. It is what it is. Um, did I play well on the bachelor party? Did I no. play well? What? Not from what I, I heard. Before, was in the new group. before I started drinking, did I play well? I only heard about after the drinking. That was what caught people's attention. <laughs> you went out the clubhouse. You have apologies what? to make. I did hit the I did hit the starters cut. But I mean I got a hold of that one from where I, from what, how I was playing when I played with you on whatever that was to how that shot went. It was completely opposite problem. So that's a start. And I also got a hold of it. I hit it like 170. You bragging about hitting the starters card that we're doing yep. now? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just saying it was, you know, I got a hold of one. Sorry for getting hold of one. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was a bullet <laughs> right at everybody. Right at the clubhouse, right at all the people that were there. Um, other than that, I played well. I hit the driver money all day, except for when I like stumbled a little bit because that was how I was, you know. But first, first hole, all the pressure in the world on me. How did I? How did I hit the ball? Did you take your drive? That's not the question I asked. I'm not sure I heard a question. I was just asking. How did I hit the ball? On the first hole. Did I hit it good? Well, you didn't take your shot, so I'm not sure. Did you hit it okay? Did you? You saw me there. You saw me. You were there. Don't act like you weren't there. I must have been looking at something else. Oh, I, okay. I smoked it. That's <laughs> For the record, I smoked it. With Slim Loon's bad driver. Probably took off 20 yards. Um. Anyway, where were we? I well, I've got my top. Okay. I had one more top 20 that was DJ. And I I apologize to anyone who heard of that pick. It was really bad. Yeah, I, was, I was in I was in boat. I was in the boat with you on DJ and it didn't go well. DJ's just he's got nothing. His brain seems so I think he's one of the stupider people in the world, but he's uh, so empty up there that I think he's gonna win every tournament. Sometimes he, he just shows up and round. is clearly the best player in the world, and then sometimes nope. he just is an idiot and um I don't know. Him and like, Brooks, I like have to game. bet that. I feel like they're they're they're. I always feel like they're going to win. I think it's such a mentality thing with both of them, honestly. Because mm-hmm. this year it seemed like Brooks needed to win a major, and he was excellent for three rounds in the Masters, and it was excellent for the entire tournament, PGA. Yeah. And I mean PGA is then, still very much. He won his major. He hasn't played a good. Bottom. You know, he hasn't good. Yeah, exactly. But. He hasn't played a good tournament since because he doesn't seem to care. But um, DJ's the same way. Sometimes it's just like, all right, he clearly has it. He's going to win the tournament. And then sometimes it's just nothing. Yeah. So then my other top tens, Brooks. Nope. Tyrell Hatton. Close. I was surprised. He hadn't started off with that. The nine on 18 with Tyrell hitting two OB. And then using his putter to shoot the hole as he walked away was one of the highlights of the week. When did that happen? I missed that. Oh, the video is awesome. Yeah. I mean, he's, uh... He blasted 2OB. And then at the end of the hole, went like this. Like, 
like he's holding a shotgun with his putter and shot it at the hole as he walked off the green. He's a kind of a all-time angry dude on the golf course. I love it. He had a nine. Um, was it round one? Nine on. Ah, uh, maybe it was round one or round two. Well, I'm looking. It at was Antoine. nine on eighteen. I'm looking at Antoine Rosner. My bad. That's my bad. Fast That's fingers. not a name that should be mentioned either. Shout out Antoine Rosner. I couldn't tell you one thing about it. I'm pretty sure it was a nine on eighteen. Could be. Yeah, nine and eighteen up. rounds. No, yeah, round two, nine and eighteen. Round two. Okay. That's electric. Highly recommend the video. It's good to watch. Then Rory, top ten, easy, always. Yep. Always you set your clock to that. Yep. Then they had a live bet on Tommy Ladd. Really thought on Saturday for a minute when he was striping the ball that he this was his that this was his gonna win. To, to win. I thought he was gonna win. Yeah. Took him at a good good number live on Saturday. Well, was it a good number if you, did, if you didn't win? What was that? Was it a good number if he didn't win? Is the question. I think it was a good number. He didn't win, so it lost, but it was a good number. It was a good good number. Probably the process was right. That's that's what I've been saying this entire weekend. I, I wanted him to break through. And then the putting. I mean, he he did truly look a little like you out there. He was shaking. How many? Just knocking it around. How many tournaments has Tommy Ladd won? Let alone majors. Obviously, he hasn't Tom, won majors. Tommy is a he's a European lad. He he doesn't like to Does win. Does he win a lot? Does he win a lot on the European tour? From what I hear, he has won some tournaments. What if Tommy Ladd's a loser? I'm looking. At I don't want. I I don't have good stats on Tommy. I know he's a poor putter. Yeah. I just feel like he's always there and never wins. That's. I feel like he wins on the Euro Tour. I don't know. I, I'm sure it, he probably Maybe does. he doesn't. Somebody but... uh, sound off in the comments about whether Tommy wins in the Euro Tour. If you guys have stats on Tommy, please. All the, all the loon heads out there, send me some stats on Tommy. Loon Beast has some stats on Tommy. He's, he's okay. stats. Loon Beast, we need stats. This is the Loon Beast signal. We need Send him in, Beast. Tommy. Confirm he's not a loser. What else? I right, yeah. Do you have more for me on the open? What's up? You have more for me on the yeah. open? Do you have more for me? Are we are we done with your list of of bullet points? Yeah, we got through them all. Um, Ignore Bubba Bar. Give me a quick three M preview. If you, if you, uh, okay. For you loon heads that don't know, um, loon megs and loon beast and who else? Loon cheese? Loon Sam Peters. Loon Sam Peters. <laughs> Twice in a row he makes the podcast. <laughs> Shout out. Um, are all headed to the 3M Open right here in Minnesota um, at oh. Blaine TPC Twin Cities. A little bit on site. Little Mickey Mouse kid in a candy store course. But. Um, but yeah, give me your give me a preview on what you're expecting to see out there. We went two years ago when Cam Champ yep. won. It yep. was electric. It was fun. We got to see Ricky back when he was in his big slump. Uh saw way too much of Bo Hostler. Yeah, that's why we hate him. He also yelled yeah. at me, so that's also why. Not specifically you at me. Very much took at that. Me. Well, it's just he stopped. 
he sucks and he's annoying and I didn't want to see him once that day and I saw him 70 times so mm-hmm. not the yelling though that's not what got to you well I mean it's he's a loser for yelling I wasn't like personally upset at yelling him yelling but if you're like white mostly plus five on the day clearly out of the story everybody's like jacked up about watching cam champ like who was like the next pairing or something and you're just like i'm trying to putt dude shut up or whatever he said um i was a killer but you would ask me before you talked about this if he yelled at you i would have said no so i don't it's he not clear at, he didn't yell at me did you do you not remember him yelling i remember him saying something i didn't think it was to us oh it wasn't to me specifically at all oh, okay. I was being dramatic for the podcast, but um, I was kind of wondering. I was like, "How did how did I miss that?" It was us as a group. It was us as a group, and we were part of the gallery that he was yelling at. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yep, it was right by us. And he's a loser for yelling. Not that I was upset about him yelling, but just definitely not upset about him yelling. But he's a loser. I Um, mean, obviously, I I love Sungjae in the three M. Feel suits him target course. Yeah, I'm getting pretty major FOMO missing out on watching Sung Jay, but that's all right. Target player. Uh, I think some of the other big names is Tony Finau going. Feel you like? gotta defend. You gotta defend, right? Oh yeah, true. I like Finau. Suits him too. JT will be there. Would love to see him bounce back. Was not expecting to see him in person. Maybe he'll be in form. It's actually kind of fun. We get yep. to see him in person. He will play horribly because he's not a good golfer anymore. Apparently, not a player that should be at the three M. Um, but the fact that he's there is crazy. That's a Bo Hostler tournament, not a JT tournament. Three M Open Field. I'm looking it up. Are you, well, gonna, miss, are you gonna miss Louis? Yeah, yeah. It was good to see Louis last time we were there. Still kind of a Louis fan, even though, even though he's made his choices, but. I'm not sure anyone else stood out to me when I looked at. I remember thinking that the field, Joel Damon's playing. I could see him doing well. Hideki's going. Hideki, good guy. Gary Woodland, nail defense this week. Also very good video. Billy Ho. Cam Billy Ho. Joel Damon. Yep. He's a fan favorite. I feel like um, Loon Beast loves Joel Damon. That's just a gut feeling. Loon Mo. Loon Mo. Yeah, he would. Loves Joel Damon. Tom Hoagie. Hoagie could definitely play well. I feel like it's a big approach to the green course, and that's Hoagie's strength. But I think I think the big story will be we we're going in a tent for all you can eat, all you can drink. Gonna have to keep a tally on Loon Beast. Um, both beers and amount of food consumed. This is next weekend. You know, it's in August, right? This is next weekend. Next weekend. Next we're Saturday. Have, we're gonna have to check in on how that went. A lot. We need an update. Live from the course update on the three M because it is uh, it's local sports. It's a local sports podcast, so we should probably cover it, right? Yeah, we'll we'll get uh, Loon Sam Peters just a little snippet from him. He's always got a hot take for us. Loon <laughs> Sam Peters is gonna be a regular guest on the show, apparently. <laughs> He's a fan favorite. Yeah, for real. Fans love him. Um, all right, that's your 3M preview. We'll get a you're welcome update. Take those. Week. Take Sung Jay. Uh, Sung Jay, JT. Actually, I think it'll be very don't take JT. JT, JT Sung Jay, Hideki, you know. 
Can you can compete against a terrible field. Um, Honestly, you know, someone like Cam Davis will probably win. Yeah. Cam Champ. Um, you have a post game. I've been I've been informed you have a post game. Well, the post game is so far the best part of the Internet podcast. The loon we've gotten together and we've talked and the pod's been going well so far, but the post game it really stands out. Your interaction with that NFL player was really, really impressive. I could picture you standing the there, NFL players twiddling your thumbs, talking to his girlfriend. I was like, "Uh, it's probably annoying, but is this that guy?" <laughs> she was like, "Yep." <laughs> All right, have a good night. It was electric. Really good combo. No lie, I was I was thinking about that the entire time. I was picking out his groceries. I was like, "Gotta go fast. Don't want to don't want to make him angry." Yeah. Um, All right. What's the party on? recap? Was good too. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Good good content. And then, I mean, you got to see your land last week, which was cool. True, I don't even know if I did I not mention the land. I didn't even mention the land. It should have been the highlight to your weekend. For those that don't know, um, which is probably nobody. Um, loon, um, loon my parents. Um, <laughs> loon my parents have some lake land in Minnesota that nobody has ever seen before um and i've been telling the loons for most of my life be like i have a lake place you know we go to loon meg's place we go to loon loon uh loon snoopy's place and we <laughs> we're like oh this is cool and i'm like yeah i have a lake place too no big deal there's nothing on there and they're like no you don't you don't have a lake place it's gone um so we looked it, it up it was very much seeming like a lie for a long time <laughs> i <laughs> and i didn't even realize like it I went. I last went to this land when I was seven years old, and you began um, to think it was a lie. I was like, they definitely could have sold it at any point, and then they didn't sell it. We looked it up, and it's still there. Um, I think they brought you out you know, their like bird box, brought you to some random place. Yeah, it it was it was a random address with literally no driveway, no number sign to like tell you you're at the right spot. We just kind of trusted that Google Maps was correct. Um, it's just a hill with a bunch of grass and weeds and like trees that aren't supposed to be there um, on a lake. And apparently that lake connects. So shout out to that land. Um, really? You confirmed? Yeah. It's connected to Stocky Lake. Oh, that just You confirmed with. Whoa, whoa, exposing the location. Uh, I talked to my, I talked to Loon, my parents, about it. Um, and they said, they said, oh, cool. Basically, they were. I don't know. They didn't mind. The Very cool. The land. That was pretty much it. Um, but, well, we can get on. We can get on. I just have a few post-game thoughts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So one was that I received a telegram over the weekend. Urgent message from across the pond. From a, a loyal intern mm-hmm. and listener. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a pretty big bone to pick with you about you repeatedly calling it the british open yeah i mean hand up that's my bad i corrected myself i corrected myself on the pod but the first time i did it last week but i don't think i did it the other times um listen i grew up calling it the british open so it's just like like little seven-year-old alan intern allen was not calling it the open championship so 
I'm working, you know, I'm trying to be better. It's one of those things where it's habit. And I know uh, I don't want to get canceled by all the British people there, but it's, it's a habit to say British Open and, and not Open Championship, even though I know better. Sort of like... Um, it's sort of a be better thing. You got to be better. Yes, it's like, uh, it's not enough to try and to believe the right things. It's about action being better. So um, I do have a, I have a brief quote from the latter. I'd, I'd love to hear it. I'd, I We'll keep it short. I'm paraphrasing for our friend from paraphrasing, over Paraphrasing, leaving out some words. Yeah. It says, cheerio, mate. Yep. Loyal listener here from over the pond. Yep. Please stop calling it the British Open. <laughs> We lads slash blocks over here refer to it as the open. The open gym. Yeah. I mean, sign loyal listener. Were you paraphrasing? That sounds like pretty exact one sentence. Um, Not great handwriting from our boy over there. No. Listen, shout out to all my listeners in, in Great Britain. I mean, I love the support from all the loons everywhere. Um, for all you Minnesota sports heads in, in Great Britain respect and i will do better so i appreciate uh, you bringing that to my now hopefully my hopefully attention. that reaches his reaches him i i would imagine it will he'll be listening do you leave a name or no no name no name from him <laughs> Loyal no. okay okay Got uh, it. I, he didn't want to dox himself okay yeah it makes sense okay we should, we should make a mailbag for people to send in things. Mailbag would be awesome. I would send in some letters. <laughs> Just read it on the show. They're all from like the read, same three. Read my own letters. I could come on. <laughs> yeah. All right. You have other posts. Then I have one com completely hypothetical question. Just going to name some NFL players for you. This is for mm -hmm. our fantasy football people out there. Completely hypothetical. You can only keep two of these guys. Is this uh is this a mailbag or is this a, a random like, random list I just looked up online? Yeah, like a thought experiment, hypothetical thing. If you had to do if you were in a keeper league, you had to keep two of these guys. Just some fancy football advice. Okay, got it. End of this though. Hypothetical. Justin Herbert, James Connor, David Najoku, Tyler Lockett, Cole Komet, Daniel Carlson, kicker. Green Bay defense, Denver defense, and Brees Hall. You can keep um, two. Uh, I don't know if this hypothetical goes as far as to know what rounds you got them in or or this hypothetical person got them in or what rounds you Justin got. Herbert, round five. Okay. Brees we, Hall. we can ignore the defenses. Likely, Brees Hall those are interesting to me. but Likely not to keep them. Brees Hall was round four. Very tempting. I don't know where he's going. I've only seen a couple of pods this year. Um, by the way, Tyler Lockett, yeah. round nine. I don't hate it. Justin Jefferson's going like number one overall, apparently. Yeah, that was round one. So, I mean, yeah, whoever's team this Whoa. was, picked him in round one. We can't keep I mean, him. Oh, you're all, you're not allowed to keep. Yeah, it's got to be out of round one and two. This hypothetical situation, you're not allowed to keep the top two rounds. Okay? Round two um, was Debo Samuel. Great pick from whoever this was. This hypothetical scenario for these picks, do you get them at the round you drafted, or is it ADP plus two rounds, or what's the situation at the round? Ongoing discussion with the commissioner. It should be the round you drafted them in. I don't know if I completely agree with that, but 
Um, whoever this hypothetical commissioner is, I'm sure will make a good choice. Um, I think you have to look up where Justin Herbert's going right now. But he, I usually don't say quarterback, but I think five might be a decent spot for him. Five might be a good slot for him. Um, who are the other guys? I'm not interested in Komet or Najoku or honestly most of those names. Um, it's pretty much between James not, and I, I don't think I want. I don't think whoever this is wants to keep James Conner. Yeah, who this hypothetical person? I don't think James Conner's the move either. Although he was good last year, I, he's just not a good vibe for me. Round three really ever. Early. Yeah, round three. I don't like it. Um, Brees Hall was round four. Yep. Herbert was round five, huh? Yep. Let me just look up. Is this twelve team? Hypothetically, twelve team. Twelve team. Okay. PPR. Well, it's time well while you look it up, we can just ask ask an on the side question. Your fantasy football league last year yeah but on the street is you made the championship win or lose um i mean we're on the street is correct that i made the championship um i did lose. lose i did i did lose i did lose um, man you must have played he must have been good whoever you played okay full disclosure loon megs beat me um some would say that he lucked out because the person died um, on the field, and that was the only reason that he, I didn't win. Some would say that. In fact, I think most people would say that. But I haven't heard anyone say that on my end. So. I've said it on the pod, so uh, not ringing any bells for me. Yeah, it seemed well, like a clean win. Uh, I mean, it was by the rules that we decided after somebody died and took the championship away from me. It was a clean win. Um, and it's a well-deserved win. Have you gotten the trophy etched yet? Nope. I was uh, remembering my team name. It's been what, confirmed. What was your team name? I didn't know if it had your government name involved, and it, it does not. It only involves myself. What was it? Uh, password. To, hit to my password, in case anyone wanted to change my lineup. Password is Lynn Megs. Password <laughs> is Lynn Megs. It wasn't uh, yep. Intern Allen Sucks this year. Um, it, right. I wish it would have been, kind of. Yeah, but. Ball. 12 team. The password one is a good team name, too. GDP. All right. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. I think you need to, you're going to have to pick two pretty quickly. I don't here. like Justin Herbert in round five. If he's, his ADP is around six, that's just stupid. Don't do it. Really? Uh, okay. Good to know. The other one's Brees. Brees Hall. What's his ADP? I mean, it's right now, it's very early in the season, so this only matters so much. It's not exactly. Brees Hall is going in the back of the second round right now. So I think I would definitely do that because there's a probably, you know, there's a big drop off between guys like ETN and Mixon and Brees Hall and somebody like DeAndre Swift, who you don't even know what role he's going to play. That's like the type of guy you're going in the fourth round. Damian Pierce as well in the fourth round. It's a, it's a bit of an L. Brees Hall might be a lock. Brees Hall, I think we should lock in Brees Hall, um, hypothetically. Okay. Who are the name the other names again? Oh, we don't have a lot of other options. Uh, Tyler Lockett in the ninth. No. No. <laughs> I mean, I don't hate it, but it doesn't exactly excite me. He's going in the sixth right now, so it's it's a decent little value play. The only other options are Herbert and then, um, 
not confirmed how it works with some of these other guys. It doesn't. So they did they go undrafted? I don't. Know. My list here is confusing. Hypothetically, I don't know. <laughs> I think you should hypothetically lock in Brees Hall and Tyler um, Lockett. One, one, yeah, I like those. We could safely make something happen with those. Yeah, I think that's Brees Hall is like going to feel like a pretty good steal. It'll be huge for your for hypothetically your team. I think um, it's also a good lead into your. You're a big fantasy football guy. Probably going to be some chatter about that as the show goes on. So Yeah, I'll probably do one big preview show. I don't want to entirely turn into fantasy football podcast, but... It'll definitely every, be a segment. Because I, we're going to be releasing episodes Tuesdays. Um, <laughs> we'll definitely do a little bit of a roundup every week on football in general and then how uh, <laughs> the fantasy team did against the Loons and all that stuff. Um but yeah, any other um, cover the British Open, cover three. I'm covered your post game. Any other uh, the open? The open, lad. Oh, dude. Oh no, I'm gonna get another email from a loyal listener. Um, it's all right. We won the war. I can say what I want. Um, any other uh, takes you want to get off? No, I actually uh, we're we're running out of time here on my end. This at least. According to my original my original pay stub for coming on, I'm gonna go out and you give me one over under number of Walters I catch tonight. It's a Walter. Is that a fish? It's a walleye. Oh. This how many have you been catching? We've got fish. Not gonna give any numbers yeah. on Walters. I was like, we I don't think we catch Walters at that lake, but sure. Um I'll give you over over under point five. I think I'm going to catch one. Well, I believe you. So I'll take the over. Okay. But yeah, find we're... Find that in your sports book. I mean... Yeah, if anyone wants to message me taking that bet, we can put... Nah, eh, we're not putting any money on it. I don't feel like confident. Nope. But... Thanks for having me on as your first guest. Sort of a little bit obligatory as your boss. Yeah, it was an honor. We're happy to support you with your podcast. Keep up the good post game. I got to keep having exciting things happening to me. Which just as exciting as wandering up to a door doing Instacart and their girlfriend answering the door. That was a pretty loud trip. (laughs) All right. Thanks for coming on. See ya. All right. We got the post game now. We, uh, I want to thank uh, Loon Megs for taking the time. Great interview there. He had a little bit of his post game, which was good, but now we have my post game. Um, post game this week is uh, there's a couple movies been hot in the streets. Um, I don't know if you've seen, you've probably seen. It's probably been impossible not to see. Um, Barbie and Oppenheimer. I went to Oppenheimer. Um, I went Saturday evening. Um, have not seen Barbie. Um, and for all the female Loon State Sports listeners, um, it's not because I didn't want to. It's not because I don't want to see the movie. I actually probably would see the movie just on more to just to see what the hype is about, see what everybody's been talking about, arguing about, um, getting emotional over. 
um, just kind of see it. Um, but I just feel as if, um, it's a bit of a tough, tough vibe to, to go in as a single man, just watch Barbie by yourself. Um, you're just surrounded by girls that are all like have their planned outfits, like groups of eight of them. And if there's not to be like all anti women or Barbie, but there's probably not as, as a dude by yourself, there's probably nothing scarier than a group of like eight girls. Um, I mean, that's been since middle school, but, um, but yeah, so that just feels like that would be what I'd be experiencing if I, um, were to go to Barbie, um, by myself. Cause I'm currently like, I'm not exactly hanging out with a lot of people while I'm in New Jersey, um, living by myself, go, uh, to rehearsals and stuff. But those, you know, people there are not exactly, I'm hanging out, not exactly hanging out a bunch with them at the moment. So, um, so yeah, probably not going to hit a Barbie in theaters ever. Cause by the time I get to Miami, my friends would have probably already seen it. I think they've already seen it anyway. They posted their little pink dress, little TikToks that I saw. So, um, Barbie's probably not in the cards. I'll watch it at some point, but, um, actually maybe I won't. I really can't imagine watching it by myself. Um, when it leaves theaters. So I, mean, I don't know. We'll see. So that I don't want to watch Barbie just hasn't happened yet. I did watch Oppenheimer Saturday night, um, five o'clock showing, I believe it was, um, which I don't know if it's just Saturday night at five o'clock or it's just my theater. My theater, by the way, did not have the reclining seats, did not have like the nice fancy screen. Um, it was like a random projector onto a wall, which is fine. I mean, it was like a really fancy projector onto a wall, which is fine. But the, the screen was like low key a trapezoid. It wasn't square completely. It was very slight and you probably didn't notice, but, or like nobody would have like been bothered by it, but not exactly the IMAX, like special IMAX thing that Christopher Nolan had in mind. Anyway, I don't know if it's, uh, just that theater that was kind of great, not great, or it's just, um, the fact that it was five o'clock on a Saturday, but the entire theater was filled with old people. Like, I, I think I might have been the youngest person there other than, like, a five-year-old next to me. Which, why you're bringing a five-year-old to Oppenheimer? Don't know. I didn't ask. But, um, yeah, like, I was for sure the youngest person there. And most people were over 70 years old. So, um, that's neither here nor there, I guess. But um, it's a bit of an interesting vibe. I feel like it's almost... Um, I didn't feel that un- uncomfortable, um, but going to Oppenheimer alone is also a, a choice that you, that I made, and it was a bit of an interesting one. Um, about the movie itself, um, here's where I get like dramatic and uh, a little bit, um, a little bit annoying. Maybe it was maybe the best movie I've ever seen. Maybe. Um, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's my favorite movie, um, but it certainly is in the conversation. There's other movies that are just like so different that it's like hard to, um, compare. Um, I've always kind of been a history guy. World War II is interesting. I really like world war or I really like war movies in general. One of my favorite movies is Apocalypse Now about Vietnam. Um, I just thought the way it was three hours long, but never felt slow. 
Um, no scene was really all that long. It or at least no shot at least was really all that long. Um, a lot of like really quick sequencing that like ended up covering a massive amount of years. Um, I just thought the story was really compelling. The sound was really good. I'm not usually a sound guy when I go to movies, which is weird because I'm a musician, but um, people always like, I listen to like movie podcasts and they talk about how like great the score was or whatever. And it's just like not something I ever noticed. But the sound was pretty crazy, even in the obvious parts where it's like, oh, there's going to be an explosion. It's going to be really silent. And then it's going to be really loud. Um, even that stuff was like, <clears throat> even though I knew it was coming, it was like really interesting. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. It was um, just a really, really good movie. Um, and I was like completely locked in for the whole three hours, which I don't usually say about movies anymore. Um, anymore, I sound like an old person, but, um, there was also like every actor of all, of all time was in there in the movie. Um, Josh Peck from Drake and Josh is in the movie being a scientist. Um, he's like the person that when they test the bomb, like is the last line of, of like defense or whatever. And I didn't, I didn't really watch Drake and Josh growing up, but I imagine that's a little bit weird seeing that dude all of a sudden be like the scientist that is potentially going to stop an emergency from happening in a, in a Christopher Nolan film. Um, Killian Murphy was electric, obviously. Um, like Ben Affleck's brother is in the movie too, which I'm used to Ben Affleck's brother being one of the little shithead friends from Goodwill Hunting, but he was um, another scientist or no, he was a general in the army or something like that. Um, the guy who played Roderick in the Diary of a Wimpy Kid movies is a scientist or something like that. Um, yeah, it's just a, it's really it's really weird sort of a eclectic um, group of actors, but it was um, a bit of an electric um, electric movie for me. I don't know, it was it was awesome. Um, definitely walked out there i it was it's the only movie i've ever seen in theaters where i legitimately considered seeing it again the next day um or seeing it again in theaters in general i'm not really a movie theater guy generally speaking i um haven't done that a ton in my life but um this is the only time where i was like i want to see this tomorrow i want to see this again right now and i've never really said that about a movie ever um so yeah, I don't know. It was, it was interesting. I'll, I probably will see it again. I haven't yet, but um, maybe I'll just like man up and go see Barbie. I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> just the sentence, man up and go see Barbie. It's not really computing in my brain. So I'm uh, probably, probably not doing that. Um, yeah, that's the post game. I think that about covers it. Um, yeah, have a... We'll see. Uh, hopefully this post... Tuesday night. We'll see if I get around to it. It's um, 11.15 now, so I got to get on that. But, um, yeah, I'll see you next week, probably around this time. Peace. Podcast actually not over. Um, I just drove home from William Patterson University and got pulled over again. So, um, 
again got a warning so i got i I just i got it i got it i gotta reel it in on the road so i gotta be honest anyway i also forgot the emoji so uh hit, hit me with the grapes emoji all right bye for real